Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. We're talking with Dr. Von Holder, Research Project Manager at Alltech, where he heads up global nutritional research in beef species. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Holder. Thank you. How does a producer take a head-out-of-sand approach? So the whole theme with the head-out-of-the-sand approach is... is a concept where we just want producers to identify the opportunities that they have available to them. Um, There's certainly significant uh, social pressure um, around these days that want certain agricultural species to change the way that they're doing things. I think oftentimes consumers don't necessarily understand the way uh, that the producers are doing things and many producers are already doing those things. So a head out of the sand approach is a way of saying to the producers, let's take the good in what you do and let's get you paid for it. How can a producer bring unique, traceable and healthy beef products to the world marketplace? So beef producers are actually uh, very, very good environmental stewards. Um, we've been producing beef off of the land for several hundreds of years and that land remains viable and the beef um, beef production remains a viable uh, the resource, a viable uh, product. Um, what traceability does or what verification does is allows them to show or to market that as a part of their programs. Uh, and so this all starts with, with age and source verification, which is um, fairly easy for most farmers who take records. And that's just being able to tell when the animal was born and where it comes from. What are the key industry resources that allow a producer to, as you say, stake their claim? Stake their claim. That's that's great. Um, you need two things. Um, first of all, you do need um, to have someone who can verify what you're doing uh, and that what you are doing fits into a certain program. Uh, when we're either talking about age and source verification or non-hormone treated cattle uh, or whatever it might be, you need to use somebody uh, like the likes of where food comes from uh, in order to come in and just verify or certify uh, that that's what you're actually doing. Secondly, uh, you may need to use some technologies if you are looking at replacing um, either antibiotics or hormones or whatever it might be, there may be some minor modifications that you have to make in your production system and you may need some technologies to help you do that. And that's where Alltech comes in. Why is there a need to rethink the process of taking beef products to the marketplace? And most of this has been driven by, by social pressures, by consumer pressures or by retail pressures. And so uh, basically what happens is that there are requirements from our consumers uh, for certain types of production processes or uh, the absence of the use of other types of production processes. And so uh, when we are in business, we need to satisfy our customers' needs, and that's where most of this is coming from. In your view, how could the disruptive technology CRISPR impact beef production? Um, the, The impacts of CRISPR are probably something that no one can give you any idea how impactful they can be. Um, to give you an example, um, if we look at the, the example of polled dairy cows, polled being um, dairy cows without horns, um, if we had to go through the process of using natu- or using breeding uh, technologies to remove the horns from dairy cattle, um, it would probably take a, a process of about 
10 years to actually get the the horns removed themselves and probably another 10 years to actually get the milk production of the dairy cows back where they are. CRISPR would allow us to do that in a single generation. And essentially what CRISPR does is allows you to edit genetics on the fly, to edit the gene sequence of the animal uh, on the fly. And that has has connotations well beyond even what we can imagine in agriculture. You can imagine what that has, the consequences that has for medicine, for example. You were involved in the 2016 launch of EPNIX, an all-tech feeding program designed to improve the health and profitability of beef feedlot cattle independent of the use of antibiotics or other pharmaceutical technologies, though it does work with both with and without antibiotics. Can you provide a bit more detail on the program? Sure. EPNIX was a program that was uh, developed through our nutrigenomics and epigenetics laboratory here at Alltech. Um, and we have those programs in multiple species. However, um, the, the program nutrition program in beef has, has probably seen the most progress commercially. Um, the culmination of all of that research, probably about 11 years worth of research, has resulted in EPNIX, which is essentially just a program that is designed to improve the health and performance of feedlot cattle um, regardless of the use of other technologies. And that's important. Um, we are not replacing those technologies. We're not talking about another antibiotic or another hormone. Um, the way that these products work is by a completely different mechanism to what those technologies do. So they do work in every situation. How is Epnix being received in the industry? We've had a lot of good response from this. Um, it is a very conservative industry. Uh, it's actually very difficult to make ground with with um, folks in that industry because they are naturally suspicious of um, a lot of the people trying to sell them all the latest and greatest technology. However, we partnered with one of the, the preeminent uh, feeding groups in the industry and one of the most trusted um, uh, research institutions in the industry, and that is Cactus Feeders. They perform their own internal research for their own purposes. Um, they are they are wholly owned by themselves and do not consult for anyone else. So their research is taken very seriously. So we chose the right partner and that's where we chose to do the endpoint commercial research on the program. Um, we had validated it in the laboratory, but we needed a place uh, that would be trusted to actually show what, what the program can do commercially. And that is what has actually led to it being broadly accepted by the industry. Are you seeing significant results? Yes, in fact, uh, the, from the two experiments that we have completed at Cactus Feeders thus far, um, we were actually able to to improve the production of their cattle um, above, up and above what they are already doing. Um, that's important. I think it's very easy to set up to set up a control group that's set up to fail. But we will always have in the commercial situation. You need to compare it to what the best they can do already. You need to be able to show that you can do better if you want any kind of mainstream adoption. And so in successive trials at Cactus Feeders, whether or not you feed antibiotics alongside it, uh, this program has improved the bottom line of those cattle. What important future challenges does the industry face? There are several. Um, I think most of them pertain to uh, the, the loss of use of many technologies that the industry has uh, grown accustomed to or has uh, grown to rely on. Um, the use of in-feed antibiotics is under a lot of scrutiny right now. Um, I think it scares a lot of people the thought that they might uh, lose the use of those antibiotics or even a worst case scenario, 
um, is the fact that we might lose antibiotics altogether. Uh, I think that is a very bad situation if we end up in a situation where we can't treat sick animals. Uh, that will not be good for the industry. How does your work affect the average consumer and their kitchen table? So it's a very good question. Actually, the program, nutrition program, uh, the initial work that was done on it was an effort to improve the quality of the meat. Um, now, it is quite difficult um, when the beef industry is quite quite segmented. You have uh, different entities involved in different parts of the production of meat. And so it gets it becomes difficult to to get one partner to pay for something that another partner will benefit from. So it has always been difficult to implement uh, technologies that improve um, the quality of the meat at the end of the day. Uh, however, because this program was based on that initially, and now that we also have the health and performance aspect uh, attached to it, um, we've seen um, We've seen that we can actually carry that benefit through. The, the main points of that benefit are you get uh, meat with a longer shelf life, uh, with enriched um, micronutrient concentrations, uh, and you also get uh, meat that is, that is more juicy and retains water better. What do you enjoy most about your work? I think I enjoy um, the act of actually taking something from a theoretical standpoint, from the laboratory standpoint, uh, coming up with an idea and actually seeing it applied out in the world one day, that, that's the most satisfying part of the job for me. I think it can be a frustration to many scientists that you, you sit in the laboratory and do all this amazing work, but if it doesn't have a, an actual impact on the world at the end of the day, it can become quite frustrating. So to actually see, um, see this actually being fed to, to real animals in real life and end up on people's tables is, is quite satisfying. Dr. Vaughn Holder, Research Project Manager at Alltech. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. To hear other conversations with many of the featured speakers at one, the Alltech Ideas Conference, visit ideas.alltech.com. Access is free after signing up. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash ag future.